Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, uh, I got to ask you, there was obviously some sad news from the NHL today. Jim Gregory passed away at the age of 83, uh, former GM of the Maple Leafs, a longtime NHL executive. John, I hope you can fill me and probably a lot of a lot of people. You know, it's a name I knew. It's it's a name I knew who was who was pretty important. But it also sounds like uh, he he did a lot of his work sort of uh, behind the scenes and, and didn't seek the spotlight. Well, I think that's very fair, Reed. I mean, what what we see in the National Hockey League in 2019 are Jim Gregory's fingerprints over tons of stuff. Uh, when you think about uh, the combine, when you think of central scouting. Uh, when you think of uh, how the officiating uh, now exists in the National Hockey League, uh, a lot of that um, common sense mentality that came to designing the the departments uh, was Jim Gregory's when he joined the league after being general manager of the Maple Leafs. Uh, and, let, and let's remember uh, his time there as well when you think that uh, he was the one who had to inherit a horrific hockey club uh, after Punch Imlach uh, wouldn't do anything when the WHA came along, uh, and uh, and Imlach had basically taken the team into the into the dump uh, after they won the Stanley Cup in '67, Gregory rebuilt that team, and famous names uh, were drafted by the Maple Leafs in his watch. When you think of players like Daryl Sittler, Ian Turnbull, Mike Palmatier, uh, Lanny McDonald, he was. He was instrumental in rebuilding the Maple Leaf organization to credibility in the 70s. But really, in my mind, Reed, his, his impact as a vice president uh, in, the, uh, in the NHL uh, is, it was mag- magnificent. You know, from that time, gosh, 40 years ago that he joined the league, uh, he has always, always, always did make an impact and always did it with a smile on his face uh, and truly was one of the most appreciated and loved people within the hockey world yeah yeah great memories for sure thank thanks for that jim gregory we uh, say goodbye to today at the age of uh, hey you know i got one quick story that has a little uh, knowledge. so in 1987 i'm producing uh the stanley cup final uh, for global television and uh and of course that's game seven at uh, at the coliseum it's uh, uh oilers flyers and mike keenan was the coach of the philadelphia flyers and he wanted to take the Stanley Cup into the dressing room. Uh, and Gregory, Jim Gregory, was the man in charge of all aspects of the Cup at that point uh, and refused to let Keenan take it in and use it as a prop so Keenan couldn't use it for some motivational speech. And Jimmy was one of those guys that would come to, uh, uh, come to anybody in the league and say, hey, listen, let's be smart, let's use our common sense. If I give it to you, then I'm going to have to give it to Sather. And in the end, what's best for hockey is that nobody gets to see it. And that's what Jim Gregory was. He was a common-sense guy and, and was able to convince and, and converse with people at any time at any place about the game. Yeah, well said. John Shannon joining us on the City Ford Faceoff Show. Oilers and Blue Jackets coming up at 5.30.
Blue Jackets are, are an interesting team. They made those acquisitions at the deadline last year. They, they had a couple games against the Oilers in March where, where they didn't look very good, but they, they did have 47 wins. Uh, no one gave them a chance against Tampa Bay. They didn't just win. They swept, lost in the mm-hmm. second round. And given some of the players they lost in the offseason, not a lot was expected of them this year. They have an okay record at 5-4-2. and two. Those So far, they, they were 4-0-2, a stretch of 4-0-2, John, before collapsing in the third period against uh, against Philadelphia on, on the weekend. So, you know, kind of, kind of an interesting team to watch. John Tortorella always is... Uh, an interesting guy to watch as he head coach. Wow. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. I wonder, I wonder which which way it's going to go for this club. Well, you know what? Uh, when you talk about uh, Oilers Blue Jackets last year, uh, people inside the organization in Columbus will tell you the low point of the season. The low point of the season was that loss in March in Edmonton. Uh, they actually had team meetings the following day in Vancouver uh, to try to get the team back on track. They did have those meetings, uh, and uh, they won in Vancouver that night and then en- ended the season quite strong. But it was the game in Edmonton that changed a ton for the Blue Jackets where they, they actually thought that the season was lost. And you're right, this was after the trade deadline when Yarmo Kekalainen had gone and acquired all those players uh, thinking that they would be a difference maker. John Tortorella often shows up on our TV screens when he's trying to get into the other team's dressing room or he's <laughs> or he's uh, arguing with Brooksy or he's giving four-second answers, if that, after his team loses a game. Um, how well do you know the man and what's the contrast between the public John Tortorella and the private John Tortorella? Uh, I, I know John very well. Uh, and what I can tell you, Reed, is that John Tortorella would walk up to you and say, do you need anything from me as a person away from the game? How can I help you? Uh, he's a very loyal, um, very sympathetic, a humanitarian, involved in, uh, in uh, saving animals, whether it be dogs or horses in the Columbus area. Uh, heck, he missed the All-Star game in Tampa. Uh, because uh, of a family dog passing away, and he, he felt he had to be with the family. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a committed humanitarian when it comes to uh, canines and, and horses. Uh, his intensity as a coach, um, there's a lot of people that like it, and, and you're right. Um, you know, what, you know the, the persona that's been created by all of us and, and what happens on video, John Curry has created part of it. I'm sure there are times that John regrets it, but that's just his desire and, and will to win and, and desire to communicate with his players. Uh, I, I actually think Reed, in many ways, in the last little while, he's mellowed. Uh, and I give Yarmo Kekalainen a tremendous amount of credit for being able to, on a daily basis, sit with him and say, okay, here's where we are, here's where you're doing, don't do this, don't do that. I mean, uh, two years ago when Jack Johnson got signed by the uh, – Pittsburgh Penguin uh, and uh, said some and Jim Rutherford said a few things and Tortorella was the one who who uh, got ticked off and started to say things in the media they you know, the Blue Jackets pulled him in and said hey that's your, not your job your job is to coach your job is to be is to motivate the players don't get involved in the politics of the game and I, I think even as a guy who's in his 60s now and he's He's learning, he's learning how to be a little more tactful when it comes to the media 
And he really, underneath it all, though, Reed, as a person, you'd love him. Right on. Hey, John, love having you on. We'll talk to you again Saturday morning and, of course, uh, on face-off shows throughout the season and on Inside Sports as well. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for chiming in tonight. Right on. That is John Shannon as we get you ready for the order.